Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message. See you at church. Church, <clears throat> thank, thank you, thank you for the opportunity to share with you this morning. Um, for those that don't know me, uh, my name's Andrew, and for those online, my name's Andrew, I'm part of the team here at Bridge City Church. Um, this morning, I want to share with you about being an example to others, and I also want to talk about the benefits of having a godly mentor. One of the Old Testament characters, uh, Joshua, this might help, hold on. <laughs> so one of the Old Testament characters, Joshua, is, is probably best known for being mentored by the prophet Moses. So Joshua is the sixth book of the Old Testament and it continues the story of the Israelites after the exodus from Egypt. The whole book tells of approximately 20 years of uh, Joshua's leadership of the people after Moses anointed him as the leader at the end of the book of Deuteronomy. Um, The story of Joshua is a prime example of the benefits of a godly mentor. We read that for years, Joshua watched Moses, who he was obviously very close to. We we read that for years, um, Joshua watched Moses um, and, and followed him in, he watched Moses follow God in an almost flawless manner. He learned to pray in a personal way from watching and praying alongside Moses. He learned how to obey through following the example of Moses. But Joshua also learned from that negative example that cost Moses the joy of stepping foot into the promised land. One, one thing we all need to be mindful of is that if you are alive, you are a mentor. Someone, somewhere, is watching you, just like Joshua watched Moses. Carolyn and I are correctional officers. Um, our job has us working in a male prison, um, and we are fully aware that every move we make is being watched by someone. I mean, there are almost 500 blokes in there, and... Um, plus more than 300 cameras, watching every move we make. And it's even more intentional once they discover that we're Christians. And then, and then we have the staff, our, our work colleagues to deal with, who are trained to, to observe. And they, they observe every action and every reaction. Every gesture and every interaction is being scrutinised by someone. We might not know it, but we are all influencing someone. Someone, somewhere, is watching how you live and how you react. Someone is learning from you. Someone will be following your example. See, mentoring is is far more than speaking wise words. The mentor's entire life is on display. Like I said this morning, I want to share with you from chapter 1 in the book of Joshua, verse 1 until the end of verse 9 
in the New Living Translation. <clears throat> After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south <clears throat> to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father God, we give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks that we can come before you this day and share your word. We thank you that although your word was written in a different time and place, it is still relevant to us today, living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, we ask that your word sinks deep into the hearts and the minds of those gathered here this morning. And the message you once shared here this morning draws each one closer to you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Now, I've read nine, scriptures, uh, nine verses of scripture, all from the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. What I want to do now is I want to go back over each one and just highlight and reflect what's actually happening in each of these verses. Uh, in verse 1, it tells us that Moses had died and that Moses was the Lord's servant. And for those that have read the story, they, they know that Moses was probably best known for the exodus of the Israelite people um, from slavery in Egypt to meeting face-to-face -face with God at Mount Sinai. He's also known for, obviously, the, the Ten Commandments, and, and his part in, in the parting of the Red Sea and for wandering in the wilderness. But now the Lord is speaking with Joshua, who was Moses' assistant through most of those things. And in verse 2, the Lord gives the responsibility of leading the Israelite people across the Jordan River into the promised land to Moses' former assistant, Joshua. Now Joshua has been told to step up and lead the people into the land that God had promised them. Can you imagine the thoughts running through his head at that point in time? 
I mean, have you ever been given the task of, of leading a group of people? Perhaps in, in your workplace or your community groups or your sporting club that you've been involved with. You know, you, you've been watching the leaders, you've been learning from them, but, but now you have to step up, be the leader. A daunting task, no matter the size of the group or how long you've been watching other people lead. But thankfully, in verse 3, the Lord gives us some guidance and some reassurance to Joshua, where he says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you'll be on the land I have given you. Just think about that, just for a moment. You've just been given the task of leading a large group of people into an unknown land. Land, land that was promised to your ancestors. Land promised to Abraham, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And you are the one that's going to lead these people across a large river into this land. And God tells you that no matter where you set your foot on the land, it will be given to you. I mean, Joshua, in his human mind, knows that there are people living in that land. And he knows that the people are not just going to give up their land without a fight. As we continue to read in verse 4, we read that it's a sizable allotment of land. I mean, they're, they're going to be walking to... You know, I, I haven't been to Israel. Um, I know some of them in the room have. Um, but from the mountains in the north to the river in the east and then to the Mediterranean Sea, to me, it sounds like a, a sizable um, piece of land that they're walking into. In verse 5, there is another promise from God to Joshua and to the Israelite people where he states that no one, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. That, that's a, a fairly big weight to have removed from your shoulders. The promise from God himself that he will not, he will not fail you or abandon you. It's mind-boggling. We, we now we see a shift in the text where, where God gives some reassurances to Joshua. See, God tells him to be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess the, all the land I swore to their ancestors. You are the one who will lead these people. Now, more reassurances are given in verse 7, where God says to Joshua to be strong and very courageous. But this time with some prerequisites, in stating that Joshua must be careful to obey all of the instructions that Moses gave him. And then it goes even deeper by saying, do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Successful in everything you do. What a great reward for simply following what you've been taught by your mentor. And then the Lord gives instructions on how Joshua can be assured of success. And this is the part that I really like to take in. In verse 8, the Lord tells Joshua to stu study this book of instruction continually. 
Today, we have the technology to have free, uninterrupted access to this book of instruction at our fingertips. We have apps on our phones. We have multiple copies of multiple versions in just about every language. And he tells us to study this book of instruction continually. To meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you succeed and prosper in all that you do. Take, or should I say, make the time to read the Bible every day. To meditate on the Word of God every day. Make it a priority at the start and the end of each day. We all live very busy, active lives. But if you want to prosper and succeed in all that you do, there are no shortcuts. We have to spend time in God's Word. There are no shortcuts. Let's continue in verse 9. <clears throat> this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How freeing. I mean, I mean really, how freeing is that last, last verse. To do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, you might be sitting there this morning saying to yourself, I'm never going to be in a position of responsibility or I'm never going to be given that sort of leadership assignment. Can I remind you that as children of God, we all have a responsibility. Our leadership assignment might not be to a group of Israelite people looking to cross a big river into the promised land, but... We are called to be the light of this world. The light to our families, in our schools, our workplaces, and in our communities. We are called to be set apart from those of this world that don't yet know who Jesus is. The Israelite people were looking for leadership. They had just completed the mourning period for Moses who they hoped would be the one to lead them from the wilderness into the promised land. And now that leadership responsibility has been given to Joshua. And where did he turn? He turned to the one place we should all turn when we have doubts, and that is to the Lord our God. And what did the Lord our God say to Joshua? Remember in Verse 8 of today's scripture, he said to study this book of instruction continually. He said to meditate on it day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. And God says to Joshua, only then will you succeed in all that you do. Joshua faced many challenges during his time. I mean, he just finished the mourning period for the best boss he'd ever had. He was camped within metres of the Jordan River, which was blocking access to the land that God had promised to his ancestors. He had a whole community of people looking to him for answers. Answers on how to get across this river and to move on with their lives. 
How can they experience the land promised by their God? And just like Joshua, you might be sitting here this morning with a whole range of things going on in your life. So right now, you might have people looking to you for answers. People looking to you for leadership. People looking to you for guidance and assurance. And just like Joshua, you have a choice to make. See, you might have a decision to make that potentially impacts the lives of all the people around you. Where do you go? What do you stand on? Do you look to the ways of this broken and corrupt world? Or do you study this book of instruction continually? Continually meditating on it day and night, obeying everything written in it? Do you stand on the promises of the people of this world? Or you do as Joshua was instructed to do, to be strong and very courageous, not being afraid or discouraged, knowing that the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We all face times in our lives where we must make decisions. Some of those decisions are thrust upon us and we have to make the best of what we have. In those times, we go to the one that is above all else and we stand on his word. We read in Isaiah 41, verse 10, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up in my victorious right hand. Very similar to what God told Joshua when he faced the biggest challenge of his life. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you, wherever you go. It doesn't say that the Lord your God is with you only on a Sunday morning between 10 and 11 when you come to church. It says the Lord your God is with you, wherever you go. When you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, when you became a child of God, when you became a Christian, God became a part of you. The Holy Spirit of God now lives within you. And it's with you everywhere you go. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And we read in the Gospel of John in chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Because here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome this world. For those that don't know, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus Christ died on a cross to take away all the sins of this world. But that's not the only thing that Jesus did. By dying on that cross and taking away all the sins of this world, Jesus also gave us the opportunity to have a relationship with God. If you haven't experienced that relationship yet, come and see one of the team 
and we can get you started. Through believing that Jesus Christ died on a cross, taking with him all the sins of this world, once and for all, once and for all, we can live a life in relationship with his Father God. And part of that relationship is that we have uninterrupted, uninterrupted access to God through his word. We have access to stories in the Bible of people that faced all sorts of trials and sorrows. And we have access to the only one, the only one that can truly help us through these trials and sorrows. Every thought, every action, every situation that we find ourselves in today, somewhere in this book of instruction, someone has been through exactly the same thing. This book of instruction is the only answer that we can rely on. It is the word of God. It is the living word of God. Today, we have unlimited access to the power and the glory that is available to us through this book of instruction. God says the same things to you and to me today that he told Joshua over 2,000 years ago. He tells us to study this book of instruction continually. Not just read a bit and that's it, but read it in its entirety and read it continually again and again and again, which means reading it every day. When we study this book of instruction, meditating on it day and night, and we obey everything written in it, then, and only then, will we prosper and succeed in all we do. How how awesome. How awesome is that? See, I don't know about you, but I want to succeed and prosper in all that I do. I want to live a life that is pleasing to my Lord and Saviour. I want to have a relationship with God through his son Jesus. We read in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. With that in mind, the same yesterday, today and forever means that those words spoken to Joshua over 2,000 years ago are still relevant still have the same powerful impact on our lives today as they did on Joshua's life way back then. But what's important to remember is the commands that God gave to Joshua to study this book of instruction continually, meditating on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. In case you hadn't noticed, that's the, the core of my message this morning is to meditate on this book day and night so we'll be sure to obey everything written in it. And only then will you succeed in all you do. But what does success look like? Some of you might be thinking that I love God and I do meditate on the word day and night and I'm obedient to what God tells me to do and yet... I'm facing real hardship. How does that make sense? See, 
God has promised that if you follow his instructions, you will succeed. But sometimes, and I'm only speaking for myself here, sometimes it looks like you're not winning. In those times, we need to remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. See, God, who has promised, is always faithful. And when we are walking in his will, he takes care of the details, despite how it looks to us. I'll, share this, I'll just share a small personal example with you. Um, some years ago, after I had repented of my sins, um, given my life to Jesus, I was walking faithfully with him. I found myself in dire financial hardship. So much so that I had no option but to declare myself bankrupt and the stigma that comes with that. I was walking with Jesus, but also experienced severe hardship in my life. It was an extremely difficult time for many reasons. But I made a choice to continue to walk with Jesus. Daily putting my life in his hands. Sometimes hourly, sometimes minutely. Putting my life in his hands. And now, ten years down the road, I am in awe. I am in awe of how God has abundantly provided for all my needs. If, if you had said to me back then that I'd be standing behind a pulpit sharing the love and grace of God with you guys, I would have called you crazy. But he never let me down. And he never will. See, the peace that resides in me is because of his presence. It is a precious gift. And as I continue to walk with him, step by step, he continues to lead me and guide me by the power of the Holy Spirit. I would not want my life any other way than how it is right now. It's the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's finish once again by reading Joshua 1, 8 to 9. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is the same yesterday, today and forever. Thank you that the word spoken to Joshua over 2,000 years ago is still relevant and applicable to us today. Thank you for your promise of being with us wherever we go. 
Thank you for making sure that through your word that we have everything we need to live a victorious life in relationship with you, our Heavenly Father. Thank you for sending your precious Son, Jesus, to show us how to live a life in relationship with you and for sacrificing his life for us so that we may live. We are in awe of you. We are in awe of you, our awesome, all-loving, all-powerful God. We thank you and we praise you in the precious name of Jesus, our Saviour. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. 